This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. As we've been hearing in the news today, the B.C. Supreme Court has ruled that the B.C. government's new limit on medical expert reports in ICBC court cases is unconstitutional. Experts and expert reports are essentially used to uh, deal with the issue of damages, how much money somebody might be entitled to. And the government rules that they had implemented earlier this year restricted parties to use one expert and report for claims less than $100,000 and up to three experts and reports for all other claims. So as we heard, court has now overturned overturned those rules that had been set by Attorney General David Eby. And this could have big implications for the bottom line at ICBC. This change was expected to save more than $400 million while encouraging faster settlement. So what's going to happen now? We'll be hearing more from David Eby coming up a little bit later today. But right now we want to chat with Ron Nairn, who's the president of the Trial Lawyers Association of BC. They were also involved in this court case. Uh, Ron, thank you for being here. Yeah, my pleasure, Simi. So your reaction then to the court ruling, I imagine you're pretty happy about that. We are. We're very pleased with uh, Mr. Justice Hankson's ruling. We think it was very measured and we think it was the right outcome. But Ron, how do we control some of these? Because it seems like in some examples that we've read about, there are a lot of costs and a lot of reports and that money is not going to the people who are the actual victims in these cases. Well, I think the first thing that you have to ask yourself are where are these numbers coming from? And they're coming from ICBC, who have been changing where their figures are for the last three years now on a a regular basis. So we don't accept the numbers that ICBC continues to publish. And what our focus is, is on the rights of individual British Columbians who have been injured through no fault of their own in car accidents. Right, but what I was actually talking about was a column from Mike Smith today about an actual court case that involved $122,000, and the def- the person involved actually only got about $22,000. Well, I've read that column, but I don't know anything more about it. It's difficult to comment on that without knowing the full particulars. But, you know, I, we don't know how that came about, and one of the reasons that so much money may have been spent Maybe because ICBC didn't come to the table and negotiate a fair settlement early in the process. So are there rules, Ron, for lawyers in cases like this about how much you are allowed to spend or how many experts in reports? Is there any kind of limit on the amount of money that lawyers are able to run up in a case like this? Sure, absolutely. And that is one of the things that has been most disingenuous about this whole new rule that Mr. Eby has uh, purported to bring in. We've always had limits on what we could do. They're set out, first of all, the court has discretion to not allow an expert to testify at trial if it's simply duplicative of other expert evidence. They won't allow that. And then at the end of the case, if there's any concern that a party has used extra experts, then there's a procedure whereby the court can review that and disallow those expenses if they were extras and and not required and unreasonable. Right, but it sounds like then we are reliant on the courts to do that. But I'm saying in the lead up to that, do lawyers have any limitation on the on what they are asking for? Well, the the lawyer has got to put forward a case that's going to, to prove their client's losses. And it's very expensive to do that, there's no question. They're not going to be getting any more experts than they feel that they need. 
if they do, they're going to be told by the court that they've wasted those resources and they're not going to be allowed to recover those expenses. That hasn't been happening in any significant degree, as far as I'm aware. So it's a problem that doesn't really exist. In other words, the courts are finding that the experts that are being brought to court are required in order to make the findings that they they need to make to decide cases. But Ron, I guess my other question then is, so does the court do that on their own? Do they look at the settlement and say, we feel this lawyer is asking for too much? Or does the defendant, the actual victim in the case, have to say to the court, help me out with these bills here, is this too much? Both. So at trial, the judge is always performing a gatekeeper role where he is or she is considering whether or not the expert that is being offered has something of any value to add to the case. If not, the expert is disallowed. At the end of any case, whether that goes to trial or by resolution, the party that is, is paying for those costs can question any of them and challenge those. Right. Is there any limit to how much experts can cost? The test is that the experts' um, fees have to be reasonable. And reasonableness is determined by the experts' qualifications, by the general rates that are charged by other experts in the field, the work done, those sorts of things. Do you think there may be, though, some cases where perhaps these costs get out of hand? Oh, I'm sure that there are. And I am sure that there are situations where Unfortunately, too much has been spent on experts and other trial preparation Mm -hmm. costs. As I say, in part, that's because of ICBC's position in these matters. But this is something that the trial lawyers identified many years ago as something that we would have worked with the government on and looked for appropriate and creative solutions in order to control costs, rather than trying to do something that arbitrarily limited the rights of people that are attempting to come to court in order to get fair compensation. You talked about that in the past tense, though, Ron. So does that mean negotiation is dead here, or is that still a possibility? Well, it's something that we brought to the government two years ago or or about when the NDP first took office, and uh, they didn't pursue that with us and instead brought in this relatively arbitrary rule. So um, that's that was the response that we got. Is there a, a, a possibility, though, that this could still be negotiated with the provincial government? Well, there is a committee that uh, deals with uh, matters of rules of court and deals with all of these issues, including matters like costs. And that's something that could all be brought before that committee. All right. Well, Ron, thank you very much for your time on this today. Thank you very much. That's Ron Nairn, who's the president of the Trial Lawyers Association of BC. They were, of course, deeply involved in this court case where the BC Supreme Court has now ruled that the BC government's limit on medical expert reports in ICBC court cases is unconstitutional. Now, if you have found yourself in a situation like this, right, where, and, you know, and I have in the past where you're trying to get some help from ICBC and they don't even return your phone calls. Believe me, I've been in that situation before. And so then you go to a lawyer to try to get some help. You have to ask yourself, though, did the lawyer ever say to you, listen, I'm going to get this expert and this expert and it's going to cost this much money. Are you okay with it? Is that something that runs by? And would you say, yeah, okay, fine, we'll get that money afterwards? Because I wonder, do you just leave that to the lawyer and therefore the bill gets run up or do they run things by you ahead of time? 
Now, let's get your thoughts on this too. You can call our buzz line 604-331-BUDS. That's 331-2899. Or you can email me, simmy at cknw.com. This is a pretty significant thing. These cases undoubtedly have been getting more and more expensive. And yes, for a long time, I think ICBC was definitely to blame. 